Welcome back, all you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, I jumped right on the bandwagon. Not right on the bandwagon, but pretty close. I've gotten peer pressured by several friends to watch this uh, Netflix documentary called Tiger King. And you guys are probably cooler than me, and you've already seen it. Tim, why did it take you so long to actually get on? Here's the thing. I'm like a week behind everyone in the world, maybe. And I usually take a while... <clears throat> to uh, pick up on, like, relevant pop culture things. And part of it's just out of protest. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be part of the herd. I'm not going to be part of the the collective and go the way of the sheeple or whatever. <clears throat> but um, but I did. <laughs> this, this quarantine's wearing me down. But um, anyway, it's, it's uh, Tiger King on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, not go because you can't go anywhere, but um, stay and see it. It's uh, it's worth your time. It's like seven episodes, and um, <clears throat> basically it's about a uh, uh, meth out hillbilly from Oklahoma who lures young men to help him run his tiger zoo, and it's just as wild as you might think. Anyway. Um, getting into the, uh, the meat of the, uh, the podcast here. Um, I've been putting off, uh, recording this and it, it was supposed to come out yesterday. Not supposed to, uh, this is very new. I'm kind of figuring out what my guidelines and parameters are, but, um, I planned on getting this recorded yesterday. And I started even. I, I did start. Um, I got it interrupted a couple times. <laughs> the recordings didn't sound great um, because I was I was in my Jeep and I had the, uh, the air going and uh, it, was, it was less than ideal conditions. But uh, that's kind of life. Like life is never really... We've got glimpses. We've got moments. But it's never truly ideal conditions. Like, there's no smooth... If you're doing... Like, if you're doing work, there's no real smooth sailing. Like, uh, it's going to be difficult. Life is going to be difficult. It's going to have challenges. Um, if you're actually making progress. If you're not, then yeah, things go pretty easily. If you're not trying to actively improve uh, your life and your station and your... Uh, your stars, then yeah, yeah, things things go pretty easily. Uh, not that I've had a hard life, uh, I really haven't. I've, uh, especially compared to some people who have gone through some real suffering. Uh, for instance, I'm a white guy who's in my thirties, and I started a podcast. I mean, not a lot of people have the opportunity to do that. Not that this is a great thing, even, but it's like. It's a privileged thing. I'm aware that I have, because I'm a white male born in America, I've got certain privileges uh, that other people, a lot of other people, don't have. But, um, not but, period, end of sentence. Um, I do deal with anxiety, uh, which is why I was, uh, I had put off recording this for so long, not for so long, it's been a day, um, but I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be ideal. I didn't want to record it in my Jeep with the, with the vents blowing and 
it, it was war. It, it wasn't like warm, warm yesterday. It was less than sixty degrees, but comparatively to the last few weeks, it was it, it was a little toasty in there. Anyway, um, but the thing is, nobody cares. Nobody really, truly cares. If this podcast, which this is the second episode of a podcast that I started last week. Nobody cares about what the sound quality is. Nobody cares about uh, what the topics are. Nobody cares uh, about the podcast. Like This doesn't matter. This is inconsequential in the big picture. But I still want it to be good. And so that causes some anxiety. Not because, oh, I've got millions of listeners and subscribers and whatever, and they're all relying on me to churn out this perfect content. Uh, it's just a matter of personal pride, which is a little, a little ego-y, but, uh, you know, a little ego's okay. A little ego keeps us from uh, floating in a river of mediocrity. I want to do a little bit better than having a shitty podcast. I wonder if I can say shitty on here. I mean, I just did twice. I don't think the police are coming yet. Anyway. But yeah, comparatively, like, my... I've, I've looked up... <laughs> I tried to look up my own podcast and uh, in the, the different uh, podcast platforms... And looking up Tim Talks in the search, uh, the search field, it brought up hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of results. And it's people who are probably a lot like me, who are bored out of their minds. They're stuck at home, and they're trying to do something to really just kind of uh, keep them off the ledge. Um, I would guess that a lot of them are millennials uh, or around that age. Um, so we're familiar with technology, but we're not like super fluent in it, um, especially compared to this next generation coming up who just, I, I don't know, are they born with, with iPhones? Do they know? Like, are they part of the, they're part of the matrix. That's what it is. Everybody born after the millennial generation is just, they're part of the matrix. They're already plugged in. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. Agent Smith is coming. Anyway. Um, but then there's also more analog stuff that uh, that we can do as far as like hobbies and, and staying off that ledge, if you will. Um, one of those things is I just started an ink. I didn't start the ink challenge. Um, I joined it. It was started, I believe, by, well, not I believe. Um, it was started by a power lifter. Uh, that I follow, and um, she posted this this ink challenge and said, hey, basically I'm starting this thing today, which was um, the 6th of April, um, so two days ago. She started this uh, ink challenge and said, hey, once a day, um, you get a prompt, here is the list of prompts, and then you make an ink drawing, and uh, you post it. It's not a competition. Like, there's nobody... Nobody's going to win this thing. Um, nobody's going to lose. It's not... Uh, there's no prizes that are awarded. It's just... 
something to keep our minds busy and uh, keep us focused on something other than we can't leave the house unless we're going to buy groceries. Um, so it's nice. It's, it's, uh, it's very nice. And the thing is, like, it's not, I'm not good at it. I'm definitely not, uh, not a, a, an artist uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just like I'm not a podcaster, really. Uh, I'm a guy who is sitting in his room talking to himself. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. And people might listen to this. People might not listen to this. I don't know. But uh, that's where we're at. But it keeps me off the ledge. Which is almost like therapy. But it's not because, again, it's just a guy in his room. I'm not even wearing pants. I mean, I'm wearing shorts. But let's be real. Quarantine attire is sloppy weekend attire for the most part. Unless I get a conference call. And then I know, I'm like, oh, well, i got to step it up a little bit. Um, but the good news about that is you don't have to even use the uh, the video. You can just use the audio, and nobody's going to know. We all know, by the way. If you, do, if you are part of a group video chat and you don't have the video turned on, we know you're probably naked, at least from the waist up. Like, you're probably not wearing a shirt. Not that it matters. Whatever. We're all going through this together. I don't think there's a lot of judgment out there about attire. Unless you go to Walmart. Walmart's still a real shit show. And, like, it's worse. It's worse now. But, anyway. Um, oh, back to the art thing. I've actually got notes. I made, I, I wrote up uh, some show notes here, which I was pretty excited about. Uh, I feel like I'm really, really leaning into this uh, higher production quality <laughs> I can't even I can't even say that with a straight face. But uh a little more a little more polished uh format here. But um I was talking about this art thing, this this uh quarantine challenge um that was put on by uh, on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is at Trashton T R A S H T O N like Ashton, but with a tur in front of it. Um, and she's a super badass powerlifter chick um, who is, uh, I believe, a sponsored athlete, um, sponsored by Hate Brand Goods. Uh, Hate Brand Goods um, is owned by Matt Vincent, who was a, uh, who is a real, real cool guy. Um, but he was a, a world champion in the Highland Games. Which, if you follow me on Instagram at the Kilted Sullivan, um, which is just what it sounds like, it's the Sullivan. That's me in a kilt, because sometimes when I'm at the Highland Games, I wear a kilt. Also on Fridays, casual Fridays in the office. But um, yeah, so at uh, anyway, uh, Ashton put on this uh, this ink challenge. And um, to my, you know, two listeners, uh, go ahead and give me a follow at uh, The Kilted Sullivan. And I really, I should have used The Kilted Sullivan as the podcast name for brand continuity, right? Brand continuity is a thing, I think. And uh, probably should have gone with that because Tim talks, nobody knows what that is. Unless you're listening right now, which would make sense that you know what this is because you're listening to it. 
And you probably follow me on Facebook. Or you're my mom. You might just be my mom. Hi, mom. Um, so anyway, the Highland Games, if you don't know what the Highland Games are, um, they are the Scottish Highland Games. They originated in Scotland. Well, there's some debate about that. I believe that they originated in Scotland because that makes sense that a bunch of drunk Scots were working together um, on a farm or in a quarry or wherever. And basically, they had a metaphorical, maybe a literal, pissing contest um, and said, basically, I could throw this rock further than you can. And they said, uh, the other guy said, no, you can't. And then the third guy said, well, we should make some ground rules. And basically, that's how the Highland Games started. So now, uh, you know, hundreds of years later, you've got very large, bearded, mostly bald men. Um, There's women out there, too. Uh, Typically, the women have less beard and more hair um, on their head than the the guys do. But um, basically, you get a bunch of grown-ups in a field uh, in plaid skirts, and we throw rocks and logs and uh, weighted implements and uh, sheafs, which is like a little uh, little burlap sack that you throw over what is essentially uh, like a football goalpost uh, that you can raise and lower. Um, but it's honestly, it's a really good time, especially if you are, here's the thing, it's fun as an athlete. I've, I've attended one Highland Games as an athlete. Um, it was the Tacoma Highland Games. Uh, this was last year. Last year? Yeah, 2019, which was the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the Tacoma Highland Games. I competed there, and um, I, comp- I, I thought I was competing in the C-Class because I signed up for the C-Class because the website uh, says, hey, we've got A, B, and C-Class, and I thought, well, I'm not A-team, which is like varsity. I'm not B. Uh, this is my first time, and I haven't really practiced. So I'm going to go out on the uh, the uh, C class, the C team, basically. So uh, I signed up. I get to the event, and I look around, and I, I hear these guys talking about the C class, and they are huge, just giant human beings that are going to be competing against me. And I thought, oh, great, here's here's a competition that I wasn't trained for. Not not trained for. I, I didn't train myself. I didn't really do any sort of practicing. And now I'm going to just get my, as Mike Beach says, uh, get my dick kicked off by giants. Uh, I didn't because it turns out there's actually a novice class, which is basically like, hey, if this is your first or second time, um, join the novice class and basically they teach you how to do the throws. Um, which was really nice because the, the judge slash coach, um, for the novice class was actually, he had competed at the world level in the Highland games. Um, like he'd gone to Scotland and done the big show. So he had some really valuable insight. Um, and, uh, I, I placed third, not, not mad about that. Um, uh, no, granted there were only you know, six people in our novice class. And um, it was three women and three men. 
And I came in third. Not mad about it. I did get beat by a girl, which, I mean, God bless. The feminists are, are doing their thing. They're, uh, they're, there's a lot of strong-ass women. That's just a fact. Especially if you go to, like, you go to one of these events where it's literally about being strong. Because the, the throw technique, like, the throwing technique will get you distance, sure. But a lot of this stuff, you can just kind of muscle it. And there are some very strong women out there, and I'm, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. I got my, I got my dick kicked off by several women. <laughs> I mean, this was, the, you know, it was my first time out there, but, um, boy, they, they, uh, they know what they're doing. Um, shout out to uh, Hannah. She is, uh, it's her birthday today, and uh, she was one of the class A ladies who was uh, kicking dicks and taking names. Uh, she did incredible with the sheaf and uh, she, I, just awesome, awesome Highland Games competitor. Um, I'm looking at my notes here because I'm a professional. Uh, oh, so good news, bad news. The Highland Games are awesome. The bad news, I can't train for them this year. I was <laughs> part of my New Year's resolution uh, in January, obviously, New Year. Uh, was to, I wanted to compete in three different Highland Games. I wanted to, no, two. I wanted to compete in the Tacoma Highland Games and the Portland Highland Games. And then uh, I wanted to attend the Seattle Highland Games, which are up in Enumclaw. Uh, but now with COVID-19, uh, basically everything is canceled. The The whole world is is canceled. There's nothing going on. Uh, we are staying home. Social distancing. Hashtag social distancing. And, um, and all this. So there's no big gatherings. And Scottish festivals, which is where the Highland Games are held, are pretty decent-sized gatherings, especially if you go to the bigger markets like Seattle, Portland, and even Tacoma. Um, they're, 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 there's a lot of people there, uh, which is great. If you're an athlete, and you get to perform in front of a large crowd instead of one of these like backyard things where it's you and some buddies and you get together and uh, throw some sticks and stones in the backyard. Um, it's it's fun, and even though I was part of the novice class, and we, we <laughs> they basically they get us done. They got us done very early. We got I think we started at eight in the morning, and we were all done by. 10 or 11. There were six of us. There's, uh, I think there were nine events that we ran through, but, um, it was a good time. It was a good time and a great learning experience. Um, but the cool thing was about having such a small novice class is that we got done. We had learned a shit ton and then we get to go watch people that are really good at this, um, kick each other's dicks off. And it was great. It was, uh, it was a really, really fun time. I got to talk with some of the class A competitors, class A, you know, A, B, and C, but um, some of the people that have been doing this for a few years, and I got some really good pointers on um, like sheaf toss in particular. Um, and the the truth about caber, the caber toss, which I think is one of the most iconic Highland Games events, the caber is essentially a log. Um, it's uh, I don't know seven or eight feet up to. Well, they can be huge, 
people have flipped giant logs, but basically it's a log and you stand at one end, your buddy helps you get this thing upright, you squat down and pick up this log and then you run a small distance with it, squat down and pop it up and try to flip it end over end so that it lands facing directly away from you. Um, and so when I say throwing sticks and stones, what I really mean is throwing small boulders and telephone poles, because that's, that's really what this is. Um, but the truth about caper is that nobody really, <laughs> there's a few people that will actually practice for it. Like they've created their own cabers. And I'm assuming these people are all like certified rednecks because you have to have a good chunk of land not a good, you have to have a pretty good swath of land, at least a backyard that goes for some distance to um, to do the caber toss effectively. But it's kind of one of those freak things where it's like, yeah, you can try to train for it, but you're going to have to fell a tree. and uh, Or I've seen people construct them too, where it's like uh, basically they slap a bunch of two by fours together and uh, pray for the best. I tried doing that actually. I thought it was very important that I trained for the caper toss uh, before my first games. And so I did, I found some janky ass like barn wood and kind of half ass got it nailed together and I taped it and I, I flipped it one. I, and here's the thing. So I picked it up. I took a few steps with it because that's really all you need. You don't have to like run um, and you don't have to go for any real length of distance, but I took a few steps with it, squatted down, popped it up, and as soon as that thing touched the ground, it just exploded. Like, there was, there was nothing left. It was, uh, it was a real shame, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the proper tools to actually make it, like, legit, so I, it was basically this, this janky-ass, caper that was it was just it was a bad experience so i'm not doing that anymore um and i don't i don't have the uh, the piece of land to do that anymore either so it doesn't matter but um i don't know a lot of people that train the caper that's what i'm saying and if you are not a highland games fan and you've been listening to me for we are nearing 23 minutes here i god bless you this is <laughs> that's great but um Anyway, all of that to say, uh, even if I could train for the Highland Games, uh, which I can't because I'm in a walking boot because I stress fractured my foot. I've got a stress fracture in my foot. Um, it wouldn't matter because everything's canceled. So uh, I'm assuming that because I set a, a you know measurable time-bound goal that... Uh, the apocalypse happened. It's probably my fault. Um, so if you guys can figure out how to uh, Jonah me off the planet, I guess that would that might solve things. Uh, I'll be waiting for the angry horde with the torches and pitchforks. Um, you know where to find me. Anyway, that is going to do it for me. I've been uh, waiting for my work computer to start working. It's still not... So I'm going to get in touch with the help desk and see if I can get this thing figured out. Anyway, thanks for listening. 
Uh, until next week, have a good one.